Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, the Red Raiders' backs are against the wall as they head to Provo, Utah to dance with the Cougars of BYU on Saturday night. We've got keys to victory. We're into next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks to those who are making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. And if you're a new customer, you can bet five bucks and get 200 back in bonus bets guaranteed by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on to get started with the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan and Chris, we're getting started with your conversation last night with Red Raider head coach, Joey McGuire. I know that you've had a conversation with him within some frustrating weeks. Some of those going to pile up if you're three and four to this point in the season, but I wonder, was there a different variety of frustration? Because I really feel like going back to last Saturday, that had to be one of the more disappointing outings of the season. Even in some of your other losses, you felt like, ah, we're right there but you weren't really right there against the Wildcats. So what was the vibe check like with Coach McGuire? Yeah, you know, I, I think Joey's always like going to have a positive spin on things and be somewhat uh, upbeat, but there's there's definitely uh, – he, he's not as upbeat uh, as, he, as he usually is, and understandably so. And I think frustration probably is, yeah, we didn't get a result. Why is – you know, who, who hates our quarterbacks – um, why, why do they continue <clears throat> to, to get hurt? Um, you know, but I, I think, uh, I think the way he, he really kind of termed it and summed it up best in football terms is that he goes, Hey man, it's fourth and one in our building right now. And everybody knows it. And he goes, and we're all, you know, right there on, on, on that line of scrimmage and we got to go get a yard kind of thing. And, um, uh, and, and they know that, if you start doing the math, they've played seven games. They have five opportunities left, one including Saturday night versus BYU. If you want to get to a postseason, you, you got to hurry. Um, and there's just not a lot of opportunities left. And so, yeah, I, I think uh, sense of urgency. And and I obviously it's still you know quote unquote game time decision with uh, Baron Morton and 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 Jake Strong. But I just I'm I'm. We talked a lot about Brady Boyd um, and then some of the other things that they would potentially do as contingencies. But I just think people need to be prepared for all all options because I think it could be anything from Baron and Baron, Baron and Jake, uh, Jake and and Brady Boyd. Uh, but, you know, you may see multiple quarterbacks uh, Saturday night. Um, you know, you just don't know. So that's uh, but that's that's where they're at. And. You know, and then you, you know, Cal, when you factor in that, that um, I think BYU is 19 and one in their last 20 uh, night games. They are 17 and one in their last 18 night games at home. So they've, they've I guess they've won a couple of night games away from Lavelle Edwards sta- Stadium. But, you know, it's like. This place is talked about like this this magical existence when the sun goes down, but they are especially good there. The record shows it at night. I don't have the list of who they've beaten, 
But typically, BYU plays a fairly competitive independent schedule, at least they have. So this is just, you know, again, and they're going to play better at home, you know, um, and you're going to have to figure it out. But again, it's fourth and one, according to the the head coach. So, <laughs> it, but, you know, that's just the mindset and, and kind of the vibe check, if you will. Yeah. All the cliches, right? Back against the wall, <laughs> we're in a corner, fourth and one, et cetera, which you really do kind of feel that way. I know, you know, being relevant in the conference as far as that race is long gone has disappeared like flashulence in West Texas win, but a bowl game pursuit for a second consecutive season still on the table. And as far as I'm concerned, I come into this year uh, projecting eight and four and we and I, you and I talked a lot about the fact that you could be as good, maybe even slightly improved this season and wind up with the same record or worse, maybe seven and five, six and six because of what you were facing within this schedule. So Either way, goals are still out there to be achieved if you want to get back to the postseason for a second consecutive season under Joey McGuire, which I do think is a step in the right direction for this program, regardless of what the offseason hype balloon or banner read in the sky. If you get back to the postseason, I think that is an appropriate second season step, but it's still out there for you. But yeah, your backs are firmly against the wall, even on that bowl eligibility front, right? I mean, you're sitting here sub 500 and, and time is running out. Yeah, you know, and I, I think because uh, what, what I hear you saying is that, you know, stability within the postseason and like, you know, you, you, you've you've sustained it a bit now that you've sure. started some string some years together like we were used to seeing in, in different eras. But <clears throat> I think one of the things that we knew when we looked at, you know, the whole thing before the season, your, your schedule was was sneaky tough compared to like what I guess some others were. But, like, look at it now. I mean, at BYU on a Saturday night, you know, TCU is is kind of – you're not real sure what to, you know, make of them, but they've kind of had your number and uh, that they seemingly are putting it together now. Uh, you've got a trip to Lawrence, Kansas, which that seems a bit scary right now based on their skill. We know how good that – I mean, Texas could have a national championship, like, vibe to it and like they cannot afford to drop one or they, it costs them everything. Uh, you know, when you get to that point and then like UCF looks like the one, I don't know, the easiest game on paper, but they've been struggling yes. because their starting quarterback has been out and now he returns and, and, and John Rice Pumley uh, will be back and, and all that. Did you guys get into, and this is, goes back to something we talked about maybe a week ago, like maybe you find a new connection as you have some new quarterbacks in the mix. We thought it or hoped it would just be Baron Morton that we were talking about. Like which receiver maybe he's, he established something with. Maybe now seeing that with Jake Strong as well. Time will tell on Saturday. But I think everybody knows the receiver that's popped up. Koy Aiken. Finally, yeah. after so much discussion, uh, did you and Coach McGuire visit about Koy? We did. And, man, you, you, this is why you're a professional, man. That is one heck of a segue, man. <laughs> My my cap is tipped. That, that, that's uh, that that is monster stuff right there. Well done, um, Coy. Yeah, I I think um, he is somebody that just dominated. Okay, and and I don't I don't say this lightly. Like in the spring and in August when he was healthy, he just I mean he he was arguably the best receiver out there as far as like those settings. Now, does he have anything – did he have any body of work to, you know, whatever he hadn't done it in real games? No, none of that. I just – if you if you were out there, like, who is this dude? And then he gets he gets dinged up in the spring and, and, uh, and then fall camp. And so it's like you're just not sure. But this is, this is really kind of what we saw 
um, you know, throughout the off season. And he, he plays at one speed and he, he's, he's kind of, he, he's young, but he's got some size to him. And there's a reason that he led the uh, state of Texas in receptions his senior year. He just, he runs routes. Well, he, he catches it well. Uh, he's got some make you miss uh, to him, but this is just the start for Koy Aiken. But I, I'll tell you the compliment that Joey McGuire gave Koy Aiken. Uh, we were talking about Koy, and he said, I'll tell you how how much I think of Koy. He goes, because Koy plays so hard. He goes, typically players practice hard and then they play well. He goes, but you can practice your way from a good player into a great player. And he goes, this is what Koy Aiken is doing right now. He goes, I'll tell, I'm going to give you an example of that. He goes, I at, at mid-year, and, and we know there's some fairly high-profile kids committed to your uh, to your school right now that will show up uh, in, in, in mid-December. And he goes, I will make sure that when we introduce them to the weight room and what we do here, that Koy Aiken will be on the rack right next to him because I want them, those skill guys, to learn exactly how Koy does it because this is what's translating. So – uh, very high praise from because I think you know you're talking about the I'm just going to surmise the Will Hammonds, the Micah Hudsons, uh, Cameron Dickey, some of these running backs that you I mean you know all those but I mean I, it's like I want Koy Aiken right there so they can see how he does it because this is how we want you to do it how he does I mean you know so I yeah. thought I thought it's pretty good compliment but hey man I, I expect him to be making plays uh, you know Saturday night. Uh, and and going forward the rest of the year, um, and and I think you'll look for him to be targeted quite a bit too, and and rightfully so. Don't know him personally, and only getting to know him as a player, but it seems like his uh, care factor is is ten of ten. So uh, you could use a lot more of that going around as you head to Provo. Okay, we've talked a lot of quarterback uh, play this week regarding the Red Raiders. We've already mentioned names today, and Baron Morton, Jake Strong, Brady Boyd, or beyond get loosened up if you're going to be in the crowd you never know your name might be called where's matt williams on saturday night but let's step to the other side the other sideline chris and let's talk about the byu qb who has had quite the interesting path to arrive as the byu qb we'll talk about keaton slovis and hear from the guy tasked with stopping him tim deruder coming up next locked on texas tech first today's episode brought to you by Better help. And I know all of our lives are filled with uncertainty, which path to take or just how to get down the road in general. And the answers aren't always clear, but there is something that could be of aid. Whether it involves your relationships, your career, or anything else, talking through it with better help can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate the course of your life. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on college to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P as in Patrick, betterhelp.com slash locked on college. Head there today, get 10% off your first month, and get busy charting your life's course with BetterHelp. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And fall is in the air. Helmets are on heads. Briskets are on smokers. And the action is with America's number one sports book. And there's never been a better time to join in on that action than right now because new FanDuel customers can bet only $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets 
guaranteed. So dive in and join in on the fun with FanDuel by downloading their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app where you can bet on all things under the sports sun. And when you're a winner, you're always paid instantly with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And sign up today to bet 5 bucks and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hope you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. With Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Let's turn our attention to the BYU sideline now as we take a closer look at BYU quarterback Keaton Slovis. We'll start with a look from Texas Tech defensive coordinator Tim DeRuder. We've got Keaton Slovis. Uh... Very veteran quarterback. I think he was still at USC back when I was a couple schools ago. Um, uh, very strong-armed guy. Uh, they've got some veteran receivers, uh, a lot of long guys that can run. Throws a, a, a really good vertical ball. Uh, he's got a strong arm, can throw it. You know the outcut to the field. Uh, so you got to you know worry about that. They're gonna you know try to establish the run game and then and get throws off of it. Not a, a traditional RPO-ish type offense, but more tr traditional play action, uh, bootlegs, those type of things. Um, they want to mix it up. They're about 50-50 run pass, but right now they, the, the pass, they've had more explosive plays out of that than the run. Keaton Slovis is one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the country. I mean, he's got over like 11,000 career passing yards. Uh, Tim DeRuder, Tim DeRuder went against him in 2019 uh, when, when Slovis was at USC. What has not helped them, and we'll get into this more when we talk keys to the game here, because these kind of morph, is that what Slovis doesn't have is he doesn't look to run. Okay, that's not his deal. And then their running game in general is the worst in the country almost. I mean, it is – it's like you you, you think uh, you're think you you're, you're not running it well at times. You're lapping uh, the folks in, in wearing blue here. <laughs> That uh, they are 132nd out of 133 teams, they average like 65 yards a game, and and you're going. Well, we ran it for 150. wasn't a very good day for us. No, th think about that. I mean, they're averaging like 2.3 ish yep. a carry. Um, so that that is what I think has really hurt Slovis and his ability because it's just they they're very one dimensional. And I think if you're Texas Tech, I mean, just a little key to the game here for you. I'll just go ahead and, you know, you, you want to keep them that way. Uh, but Slovis is more, he's more than experienced. Uh, and and I think he's the, he's kind of the scary guy going against him in this game for sure uh, for, for BYU. Man, you just don't get that much uh, experience on the other side of the line of scrimmage all that often. We kind of saw something similar with Bo Nix, I guess, earlier this year. But I, it's exactly a great comparison. Over hey, 11,000 yards. That's this crazy. is Tyler Shuck. I mean, this is yeah. Bo Nix. I think it's a great point. I mean, it's just somebody that he's bounced around. This is his third different school, but he is wildly experienced. Um, and there's a reason he's still in college. Now, that's the, True. you know, if, if you're good and elite, you know, you go ahead and and go to the next level because they're just dying for quarterbacks at, at the NFL level and to draft you. But there's a reason he's gone from USC to Pitt, now to BYU. That's true. Let's go ahead and get into keys to victory. Assuming such a thing could be possible on the road, let's not forget the road in and of itself has proved a large challenge. But you've already heard the record that Chris Level has thrown out for BYU in a night game in their house. 
pretty daunting, Chris, but whether it's Keaton Slovis or otherwise, where do we begin when it comes to Texas Tech carving out a path to a win? First, today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs, making you look good. Feel great with their stretch shorts that fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that sculpt your woman has always wished you had, whether you knew it or not. Way more flexible than stiff, restricting shorts you've had before, thanks to that cloud knit fabric, always made with cage-free, free-range clouds. Ah. And don't forget about the anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric, keeping you cool and dry on any occasion. Golfing, grilling, chilling, four-wheeling, car dealing, woman thrilling, doesn't matter. I'm serious when they say they're good for everything. So good, you won't want to take them off, we promise. Go to birddogs.com slash college. That's birddogs.com slash college, Or enter the promo code Locked on college at checkout for a free custom water bottle with every order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or the promo code locked on college for a free custom water bottle with every order. And you won't ever want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. See for yourself at birddogs.com slash locked on college. Where do we begin when it comes to Texas Tech carving out a path to a win? Well, so I, uh, I I will tell you, too, one of the other things I found about the old uh, Cougar faithful is that uh, I guess the visitors section is near one of the, the tunnels. And I guess in the second half, they will the, the, the fine folks there at BYU will hand the whole, well, I guess, what would be the Texas Tech section. They'll hand out ice cream. Um, so hand out ice cream. They hand out ice cream. Yes. Is it like uh, so, jammed with X-Lax or what's going no, on? To all the, I know. Like, part of me is like, man, should I? Should Careful. I yeah. Like Careful. What, what, what's, what's in the potion here? But no, I think this is just their, <laughs> this is their friendly, uh, their friendly nature, supposedly. Okay. So anyway, if you're going to this game, you're watching this, you're going to this game, you're sitting in the visitor section. Uh, Cause I, I was able to tell coach McGuire's wife this last night. I'm like, just, I mean, your call, but I don't know whether you should eat it or not. Yeah. <laughs> But, Drop but, one down for the sideline, man, by the way. Yeah, that's, right. Reporter Chris that's right. <laughs> but uh, I, I think you can't be uh, – w- w- one of the intangibles here is that I think there's a lot of, like, anticipation and kind of almost oddly enough looking forward to this environment. Um, and I don't think you yeah. need to be, like, enamored with it uh, if you're on the Texas Tech side of it because it is a road game. I think they're going to be really nice to you up until the kickoff, and then they're going to start – yelling really nice things at you um you know so i i think but this is still you know if you're watching this on a friday um you, you know know that the team will land and go visit the stadium and all these things and and kind of check those off the boxes i talked to jalen hutchings about that uh, on the coaches show he he feels like and he's an old head you know but right. he feels like this helps i i like doing that i think it's good for the younger kids um, but he goes, I haven't ever been there. I've never been to Utah before. So I just think that handling the environment is going to be a, 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 an intangible or a key. But more specifically with football, as I just said, man, they must remain one-dimensional. I, I, I'm almost wondering how Tim will play this defensively because like, if they have any success running the ball, this is not going to go well because they have had just – I mean, I don't think we can understand – how much they have struggled running the ball. They average 65 yards a game on the ground. Their quarterback is no threat to run it. He, he gets sacked on occasion. He is a pure drop-back quarterback that's not a, a great athlete. So you almost kind of, you know, do, do, do you play coverage most of the time? 
do you do you kind of say, man, we don't think you can run it. Good luck. But we're we're you know I, I don't know I don't know how that chess match will go and you know can you get home with Russian four? But that will be the game within the game right there to, because if they if they are able to run the ball with some success, it, it may not go well because they do they do throw it around decently. Okay, but you just want to keep them one dimensional. The other thing is is I think that BYU is whereas they one of the worst in the country. In the uh, in, in the running game, they, they are one of the best in the country in their turnover margins. You know, they have created eleven takeaways in just six games. To your on your end of it, you've only created eight takeaways in seven games. So you've got to avoid the turnover. This is how they they stay in games and how they feast is they that they, they the margins are just fairly even. Last week against TCU, yeah, they got blown out, but it was two to two. I mean, they just don't they don't make many mistakes on offense and then they create the takeaways on defense because they're gonna blitz. That's the other thing. They are gonna send blitzes, they're gonna be very aggressive on defense. And I, I told you earlier this week, their defensive coordinators like, I mean, something's happening. Like we're we're gonna force the issue, <laughs> and your O line better be able to handle it. And if you could pick it apart and know your hot reads and all those things, uh, I think you'll have some success because TCU nearly threw for 500 yards. My last key is I'm going to guess, Cowan, this game is going to be – I think if you give me 28 points, I may take it and say, you know what, I'm going to take my chances. I think that's enough to win. I think the, the 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 team that wins this game scores 24, 27, 28. Maybe it takes 31, but I bet this is a fairly mid to lower scoring game, okay? Yeah. So field position is going to be big. Neither one of these offenses have necessarily been explosive, but you have two of the best punters – in the country here, the Ray guy uh, folks better be in the stands watching these dudes because <laughs> I, I, I think uh, Austin McNamara and I think his name, I'm, I'm going to make sure I say it right. Uh, Ryan Raquel. I think I'm, I said the last name correctly. They almost average exactly the same when it comes to average yards per punt. These are two of the best dudes uh, punting it. Nobody wants to see them. Okay. Uh, on Saturday night, uh, unless you're, you know, unless you're a defensive coordinator, and it's like you know, yeah, bring on the bring on the punter. I, uh, I like wait, what correction? I would love to see Austin McNamara. This field position you mentioned, flipping <laughs> the field. What the hell are you talking about? This is like Spanish. You're talking yeah. to me. Yeah, punta palooza Saturday night. There, if you're a punt fan, there, there's never been a greater day for punting than Tech and McMurray met up and punted like 75 times between each other in 1932 or whatever. That was a real game. Look it up. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see Austin McNamara used. It's not just the opposing defense or his mom that's the only one that loves to see him on the field. <laughs> Seems like I'm scratching my head, but there was a fourth down where he had a lead against the top 15 team that I would have loved to have seen Austin McNamara on the field, but we didn't see him on the Analytics, field. Analytics, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and I'll tell you, I, I think I think that you'll go about, I mean, I, I don't know how you're going to go about it, but what what you may get into, let me phrase it that way. Yeah. Like Iowa State last year, the weather won't be a factor like it was at Iowa State. That dictated some of that in names, but the the point remains the same. It's like play nobody, you know, like you know, it, you, it's not going to take too many points. You just have to kind of see what kind of game you're getting into. I just don't know if you want to do anything to help BYU struggling offense by by giving them the ball at the fifty or the forty and, and get being aggressive and all that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I I pin them. Uh, as much as I could. It, it's kind of funny, Chris, because I feel like we could sit here for the next 100 years going back and forth on this because you say uh, bad offense, you don't want to help them, so pin them. 
And I'm thinking, like, could I make the argument going back to the Oregon game? Hey, great offense. You don't want to help them. Pin them. So it's kind of like, which yep. way? What's your preference? Which way do you want to go? Either you can make an argument for, but um, I, I wonder almost if it would lead Tech to be more aggressive because they're like, hey, it's only you know, Mr. 2.4 yards per carry over there. It's a great point. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's absolutely a great point. Um, I, I, and, and that's why, that's why, you know, shows like ours exist because there are no right answers. Um, <laughs> it, it, it'll be debated for the next 100 years and, <laughs> yeah. and wins and losses will happen over the next 100 years and plays will be called differently. And yeah. uh, you, you'll see things change and like, oh, man, remember when they were running the, you know, the wing T and look, it's, it's back, you know, I mean, remember uh, when it was humans and not a video game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cause that's where but, we're headed folks. But, but you, you make a great point and it's, it's just different mindsets or schools of thought. I just was right. kind of uh, thinking of the way that Iowa state game was played because, you know, Iowa state's, you know, defense just, um, you know, or offense, I should say struggle, but yeah, you, you make a valid point too, man. Um, and, and, and part right. of it, you have to see kind of what ga- what kind of game you get into. As it right. gets going, okay, this is a little more speedier and faster, and there's going to be more points that you know scored in this thing than I than I thought. But you know, I, I think you make a great point. Actually, I'm kind of having some flashbacks as you're talking about BYU bringing heat. It seemed like K State really brought heat a week ago, and it was almost like at that point the offense was thinking, All right, I don't know what to do. We got a freshman quarterback. Do we check it 30 yards down the field? Yes, let's go with that. I It's like I was making a joke last week. There are no good options, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of what it felt like. Fourth and two. None of our plays are any good, so we're going with the, I don't know. Is there anything you think on that K-State tape that BYU saw that they're like, hell yes, we're bringing massive fire, and that just rattles them out of the whole playbook almost? Well, they uh, – Do you think similar, or is it uh, going to be a different type of pressure, I guess is what I'm asking. I don't know if if Kansas State, like, sent as much uh, – th- th- their their blitzing was more like playing coverage and then run blitzing, run blitz. you know, like from, from linebackers and things like that, whereas I think I think BYU, they, they just kind of – they bring them from all but, – but here's the crazy thing. They will force you into some mistakes. However, what they don't do well – They've only sacked the quarterback seven times all season, which which is one of the worst in the country. So as much as there's just some weird things that stick out with, with yeah. BYU, the way they played the game, and they haven't played the toughest schedule either. I mean, you know, they beat Cincinnati, one of the worst teams in the in the in the Big Twelve, um, and and they beat them at home barely on a Friday night. They go beat win a close one in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I don't know if it's one since they're. 0-4 in the SEC. They're 2-5 and overall. Arkansas is not very good right now. So, uh, although I do think it's very difficult to win in Fayetteville, but, you know, sure. uh, points still stands. But those are really the two games. And and so I, I just I, – I think you've got a little more juice uh, on your team than, than they do, okay? And and I think, you know, hopefully we see some of it. But, cool. you know, you, you've got the ability to – if you pick off a pass, you know, like Malik Dunlap, can he get in the end zone? Can Dre McRae do something in the special teams game to kind of flip this game a little bit or turn it? Um, because if you steal a score here, boy, I like your chances, yeah. more so than in most games. Just provide a little separation and you would like your chances as far as keeping them at bay. Or go the other way. If you're a lifelong native, lifelong Red Raider, just pick the terrible statistic for the opponent. Which one will be the total opposite? Seven sacks on the season. Will they get 15 against Tech? 2.4 yards per carry. Will they go for eight yards per carry against Tech? It seems like there's always one of those. It's like, wait, 
Avery Johnson. I never heard of her. Five touchdowns. Good grief. <laughs> like I told a K-State fan in the YouTube comments because I called him an unknown. I said, we have a cherished tradition of turning unknowns into conference players of the week. K-State guy said, hey, he wasn't unknown. He's Elite 11, dude. I said, down here, homie, Avery Johnson is a former San Antonio Spurs point guard. <laughs> I never heard of this guy until he's in the end zone five times. But, you know, we do that on occasion. Hopefully not on this occasion. Chris, you ever been to Utah? No. And, ne trip? and neither has uh, – Texas Tech football has never played a game in the state of Utah. So Look this out. is uh, – yeah, when we when we fly over that uh, state border, man, we're breaking the seal on the uh, <laughs> on, on Utah. And now uh, we're, we're going to major in Utah uh, right. with, uh, with the Utes and the Cougs, uh, you know, going at it. Because uh, we're, we're staying in Salt Lake, um, which is where the University of Utah is located. And then, obviously, Provo is about 40 minutes outside of uh, – Salt Lake, and so yeah, it's like you know, cats and dogs. They do not like each other. The old, uh, the holy war. Hey, I guess just is what they call it. Keep your head on a swivel because they can be a prickly <laughs> bunch out there in Utah. Stay away from Mountain Meadows. Mountain Meadows Massacre, eighteen fifty-seven. Don't know if you ever dialed into that or not, but may want to take it in. Just keep your head on a swivel. Prickly and eat the ice cream. And so we need a we need a taste tester like for uh, royalty. Once upon a time, whoever's sitting by Debbie McGuire, you take a bite of that ice cream first, okay? She's not taking the first bite of that ice cream. The queen of Texas Tech football. Give me a break. Maybe we'll review the ice cream taste testing on Monday with you. So hang tight and join us again to find out. Chris, safe travels to Utah. Hope you get a cougar tail. Hope you get ice cream. Hope you get whatever you want. Most importantly, a Red Raider win, man. And we'll be back to react on Sunday. So we'll see you then. It's a big one, man. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, been a good week. Uh, we will talk to you next time. That's right. Keep subscribe. Alive. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode for Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us again. And we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. <laughs>